Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? Man, so excited. So excited, and you're about to tell everybody why. Uh, we're excited because this is uh, one of the few weeks out of the year that you get to really listen to uh, the, the, the NFL side of the sports world during the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. And for all of you that are followers of this podcast for the last few years, you know that that means Mr. Andre Edwards' friend, family, and of course, our resident Bengals expert, Mr. Andre Edwards. How are the Golden Pipes doing today, my friend? <laughs> They're good, fellas. They're really, really good. Uh, thanks for, for having me back. It is something I absolutely look forward to at least once, if not twice a year. Yep, depends on how the Bengals do, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> that is 100% correct. We, we, would, we would have you on every week if you really wanted to, but uh, since you are since, since you bring uh, some sort of intelligence to football talk to our podcast, <laughs> we, uh, we bring you on for that uh, and then try to leave you alone as much as we can after that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we've got, we've got some questions about the Bengals and uh, – before we get to the Bengals, Andre, last time, last two times we talked to you, we were on the Zoom. Adam has uh, graced me with his presence back at my home since then. Uh, since I'm vaxxed up. We're, we're all vaxxed up. <laughs> In the past few months, bud, how are you? Is everything good? Family good? How we doing, bud? Yeah. Uh, crazy things, right? Uh, so I spent the, spent the summer traveling around the country with my youngest uh, soccer events. So, yes, we are all vaxxed up as well so that we could make those trips. Um, played uh, some some futsal and some soccer in Kansas City, in uh, Dallas, Texas, in uh, Orlando, Florida. So, spent, spent a summer um, running around with him and then – uh, wife and kids are back in school, uh, back to work. And then I just uh, started a new job here, uh, May, first part of June. Uh, went back to my uh, roots in pharmaceutical sales. So got uh, stepped out of it and went back on the sales side of things. Congratulations. Good for you, brother. Good for you, man. Hey, I love to hear it. We always love to hear when the young, when the young people are, are doing well out on the pitch or the field or the court or wherever they're at, uh, in your case, on the pitch. That's, that's awesome to hear, man. So we're going to see this dude. How, so we're going to see this dude on, uh, on uh, I don't know, well, I'd say in the World Cup, but the U.S. would have to make the World Cup first. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is he qualified to play for any other country? I mean, we, <laughs> that's his only chance. <laughs> no, man, he, he absolutely loves it. Like, he eats, breathes, sleeps. Like it, it is amazing that you guys call and, and talk to me about Bengal stuff. And I pretend like I know what I'm talking about. You want to know, you want to talk to somebody who really knows what they're talking about when it comes to soccer. Talk to my 10 year old. That dude knows every player on every team from every country and what club they play for and what league they play in. And this person's about to transfer to this team. And I, I have no idea what's going on and or what he's talking about, but he seems to be super knowledgeable about it. And the rest of the people around him seem to agree that he knows what he's talking about. So that's, I just all, shake. that's awesome. We've got a couple, we've got a couple uh, fans of the podcast that are constantly messing, messaging us to talk soccer, but we both know 
almost nothing. We're a little less yeah. than nothing on our knowledge of soccer. So it's very difficult for us. So it sounds like we might have to get him on here one day mm-hmm. and throw out a little, yeah. uh, maybe a little FC Cincinnati or uh, something of that nature. Might have to get him on yeah. a weekend when he's allowed to stay up this late. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, that is 100% correct. <laughs> so uh, you can catch Andre Edwards at Andre06 on the tweet box. My man is always got some re- – he's a great follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can see some of the things. I, I've, I've seen the boy traveling the world and winning medals and winning trophies and things like that. It's been fun to follow you, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate Absolutely. It. I, uh, I try to uh, – Keep it entertaining, that's for sure. You know, there's it, Twitter's a different beast, man. It's a, you know, Facebook is it's for older people, and so you kind of got to censor it a little bit more. Um, Twitter is just, just you're just kind of out there, man. And, and like, you could be like, hey, look, my kid just won, you know, nationals down in Florida, and somebody would be like, your kid sucks. And you just got to be like, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, there you go. Here's what it is. <laughs> You got to so, take it like a champ. Yeah. You got to take a it real, like a champ. Real practice and emotional intelligence there to try try to deal with people like yeah. that. Man, Twitter's a rough world, man. But uh, I I enjoy it uh, at the same time. You know, you you find really good people on there. You find really good conversations. You find really good topics. Um, and and I do. I try to I, most of the time. Uh, I try to keep it pretty light. You know, post a lot of funny stuff. Post a lot of re- retweet a lot of things that are. You know that improve the world as opposed to taking away from it. So I love it. I love it. That's all, why. It, that's it, why I love it. Yeah, it really is all about how you choose to use Twitter. I mean, people hate Twitter because it's a cesspool of of hate and awful things all over the place. But there's not a lot of that stuff on my timeline because I just don't. Right. You know. I just don't well, follow it's co- those it's people. Be- and you're not in the comments. You go, it's in the comments yeah. where all that's at. Right. I don't look at any yeah. com- I don't. The comments right. are – Stay away from the comments. care right. less about comments. All right. So- yeah, and, and, and to be honest, man, like Twitter from a breaking news standpoint yes. is amazing. Yes. It's 100% like, where I go. That's the only reason I have it is I'll throw Take- it up for if something's going on. If I want to know what's going on. I can get on yeah. there and look at one of 50 people and get every piece of information I know in the sports world. Yes, 100%. Like, like you know, obviously, cut down day was, you know, yesterday um, for the Bengals. And to immediately find out, like, who's on the practice field, who they signed to the practice squad just by, you know, cats who are covering the Bengals who immediately post, oh, I saw Moss or, oh, I saw... Travion Henderson, or, oh, I saw it. Like, you can immediately get that information that typically you would have to wait until practice is over and for somebody to compose a story to yeah. give you the rundown of, you know, these people and whatnot. So it, from that standpoint, and, and to Adam's point, you, using your filters is key, right? Follow who you want to follow. Get, get in the weeds as deep as you want to go. And, and at that point, just kind of stop and be like, okay, that's good enough. And you know, go from there. Andre's the guy to follow, though. At Andre06, that's the, that without a doubt is the one to follow on that. Um, so let's start this off real quick. So, Andre, we, we usually do this, like I said, over Zoom. Adam Adam's back in. So you were prepared for Zoom, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct today? You were prepared to come on though. Zoom? Uh, that is correct. I, so, I hired a makeup artist. Um. <laughs> Because look here, I work real hard to look this mediocre, boys. And, uh, uh, I, hey, let me tell you, the, the biggest YouTube views we've had on this entire thing has been the last two times you were on Zoom with us. Mm. 
Those were the biggest YouTubes because that's the only thing no we one, have with video. No one can look away. Look here. No one can look away from a train wreck. All right. No one. <laughs> you know that's a lie as well as I do, my friend. Yes, you do. So tell me what you got on. Do you, is the is it true what I heard earlier? There's there's a little there's a little bit out there saying that you may have a jersey on. What what's the word? Is this true? Is this false? Nah, man. It's 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 a hundred percent true. I am. Uh, donning the hashtag new stripes. I like it. Um, Jesse Bates is is my guy. Um, little disappointed to this point that they haven't well, signed we'll him to an extension. I want to talk, talk about. I want to. I want to talk about that. But with that being said, uh, yeah, man, got 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 the all black with the with the orange on and uh, ready to roll. I like it. So you know what my next question is going to be. Are you older than Jesse Bates? I am not younger than Jesse Bates. No, sir. No, sir. But I'm going to go ahead and say it's okay for you to wear that inside the house. However, I'm good with you however, wearing that in the house. <laughs> how about, however, I do make way less money than Jesse Bates. Does that count? <laughs> that count? Oh, that might be a loophole. Yeah, you I, got it. I'll tell you what, man. That is, I, It is so hard for me to buy a jersey of someone that is younger than me. I don't know what it is. I just feel so awkward walking into a game wearing a jersey of someone younger than me. That's why I still have a Joey Votto jersey because he's one day older than me. It's the only person left in Major League Baseball that is older than me. <laughs> First of all, I'm not walking up and meeting Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates ain't coming to talk to me. I'm who, not. Look, who do I have to be embarrassed by? Hey. If I walk into the stadium, there are literally 60,000 other people who are also rocking a jersey. That's true. Fine. No, no, no. There's 59,999 because this guy right here just has a black Bengals shirt on. <laughs> anyway, anyway, just playing. So let, let's let's start off with Jesse Bates. He's probably the biggest signing, uh, the biggest signing issue that we have right now. He kind of came out. He played it pretty cool. He said, listen, you, you know, I guess uh, I guess I'm not worth what I was what I feel like I'm worth or I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It's not exactly what he said. He basically said, I'm done talking about this for the rest of the year. Now that we're here and this is going and training camps here and everything like that, I'm leaving it up to my agent. How do we feel? How do we feel um, as Bengals fans talking about one of the best safeties in the game right now? And literally, if you go by the numbers, he's one of the top 10 safeties in the game about possibly losing this kit, this cat next year. So one, let me assuage those concerns because there's always the uh, franchise tag. Like, players hate it. Doesn't really matter. We can franchise tag you next year. So, you have at, at minimum two years of Jesse Bates. With that being said, you really don't want a situation where you have a young leader who you look up to, who other players look up to, who's setting the tone for this new regime, um, has done everything that you asked him to do um and and again is is a leader is a leader of the team right and what you don't want to have is that cat pissed off right and so I, I was disappointed that they didn't get something done even after you know the signing that the, the cat who signed out in Seattle um I kind of felt like okay let's let's go ahead and get this ball rolling at this point um but to to Jesse's credit. Um, and, and part of the reason why I really like him, not only as a player, but as a person, is he said, you know what? That's cool. I'm going to go ahead and play anyway. 
and he's taking a giant risk on himself. Absolutely. To go ahead and play. I mean, because there are any number of things can happen. Major injury, a decline. Not as good as it was last year. And now the Bengals can come back and say, well, we we offered you 16, but based upon last year, we're probably really on, you're really only worth about 13 now. And Jesse feels like I'm worth 20 today. So, um, you know, he's, he, he has taken a bit of a risk to go ahead and play, but he's been zero problem. He made his one statement of, I guess the team doesn't view me as one of the top safeties or as the best safety in the league. Cool. And he closed his mouth and he went back to work. Yep. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. Kudos to him. And and so speaking of that, the rest of the defense, uh, I, I believe they were like 22nd as far as points allowed uh, per game last year. Are they – with all the other off-season moves, are they? Do you expect them to be better, a little worse, about the same as last year? Good God! If they're worse, I might have to burn this jersey. <laughs> um, so, the biggest issue last year for uh, the Bengals defense was pass rush, and more specifically, interior pass rush. Right. So you had Carl Lawson, who unfortunately went and left and went to the Jets and blew out his Achilles, and I feel really bad for that kid. But um, you had Carl Lawson, who was winning at a unbelievable clip, but coming from the outside, and there was zero rush up front. When you're talking cats like Amani Bledsoe and, you know, Andre Edwards and uh, Adam Schmidt, and I mean, like, like, Come on, man. The, the cats that they were running out there on the defensive line last year, it's just it wasn't fair. And there was zero push up front. Geno Atkins was a shell of himself at best. And so uh, by the simple fact of bringing uh, of having DJ Reader be healthy by signing Larry Ogunjobi and then making this latest trade that they did with Billy Price for this BJ Hill cat, um, they have really concentrated on getting that pressure up front and up the middle because what you want to do is collapse the pocket from the outside and then push the pocket back into the quarterback's face. So not, not only can he not step up into a throw, but he can't escape to his left or to his right. right. And if they can get that, pressure up front right up in this space that makes a huge difference so i think by with those three dudes up front that makes all the difference in the world and yes i i believe they will be better in, in that uh in that aspect this year but the outside rush now the outside rush becomes that much is is not where it was last year do you think sam hubbard and uh, guys like Khalid Kareem and, and or or whoever else, uh, Cam Sample on the outside, one of those guys can actually step up. Nobody's going to be what Carl Lawson was the last couple of years, but yeah, Carl Lawson was a freak. Right, right. Or or Carlos Dunlap from a couple of years before that. But but what do do these guys have the ability to get there, or did we just improve the middle and now we got Geno Atkins esque from five years ago and nothing on the outside? So I don't think it's I don't think it's nothing on the outside, right? Um, there is there is still there is still pressure to be put off now. I really like Sam Hubbard. He, is he a 
game wrecker. Uh, you no. know, somebody somebody that you got a game plan for um, to where you're like, all right, Miles Garrett is on the outside here, yeah. and we really got a game plan for this yeah. dude. No, he's he's not that kind of guy. Um, where you're looking at, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20 sacks. But can he get you eight? Can he get you nine? Can he get you consistent pressure? Can he get you that relentless pursuit that you're looking for that, that constantly keeps a quarterback uneasy? Again, you don't always have to you don't always have to hit the quarterback. You don't always have to bring him to the ground. You just gotta make him uncomfortable. Yeah, the pressures are the big thing now, right? That's why they keep right? that new that stat pressures for the last ten years. I mean Absolutely. that's the big thing. Keep Absolutely. him uncomfortable. So you just you just make him uncomfortable. Get him off his spot. Make when he wants to step left, make him step right. And 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 you know, when he wants to step up, make him take a step back and throw off his back foot. Oh, you left it a little short, and now my safety comes over and picks it off. Mm-hmm. So it, it's more so the, the Bengals don't have the, the one issue the Bengals on the defense. They don't have that pure impact player where you're like, okay, Aaron Donald, we have to gain, we have to know where Aaron Donald is all the time. Otherwise, he would just completely destroy what we're trying to do. We have to know where a TJ Watt is at all times. Otherwise, he will completely destroy what we're trying to do. The Bengals don't have that person, at least that we know of, um, today. But that doesn't mean they can't play great team defense. And so Hubbard ends up with, you know, nine nine sacks. Be- because of uh, a guy, because right. of the tackles yeah. and those guys. Right. Well, you know, and Ogan Joby ends up with five or six sacks. Right. Uh, the cat that they brought in, his name is escaping me, from, from uh, New Orleans. You know, he ends up with seven, eight, nine sacks. And now you're – what you're doing is you're creating this – pocket of just being uncomfortable for that quarterback and that's what i'm looking for this year all right so so that's the offensive line the defense about the linebackers so the Bengals have been known for the last i don't know how old am i (laughs) 38 years for not having a middle linebacker i mean we had takio spikes we had uh i don't know can you give me somebody else in the middle in the last six, I'm sorry, in the last seven years. Hey, man, you have Vontez Burfecht. So, yeah, yeah, sorry, Vontez Burfecht. I did. I really like Vontez Burfecht. That kid was a, before, he was phenomenal. And before him, technically speaking, you had Odell Thurman until he lost his mind. Yeah, Odell Thurman lost his mind and also was too small anyway. So, um, in the last six years, seven yeah. years, in the last seven years, right now, Logan Wilson will be the sixth middle linebacker to start opening day. In yeah. Cincinnati, yeah, uh, and I'll yeah. just just to have some fun here. Why not Ray Maluga, Vincent Ray, Kevin Minter, Preston yeah. Brown, who everybody was pumped up when they picked up Preston Brown a few years ago. Josh yeah. Bynes. Do we have are are these line? Do, are, are we just going through another year of linebackers that are just going to be mediocre? Uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> that. Ladies and gentlemen in uh, podcast world uh, on your radio vibes, that is a yes. <laughs> uh, maybe. No, but here's, here's the thing about it, though. They're just so unproven, right? Sure. It's it's not that the talent isn't there. Like Jermaine Pratt, I like that kid. Is, is it? Yeah, right. But I you do. like him. But is he is is he a proven commodity? Nope. Right. So. I like the I like what he brings to the table. I like the idea. He was a safety in college. He, he converted to linebacker, threw on some weight, 
in theory, he should be able to cover tight ends and running backs. Yeah, like I, I like that. Logan Wilson was a tackling machine in college. Um, you know, uh, and has come on and, and stepped into this leadership role in, in his second year to where they didn't even bring back a guy like Josh Bynes to say, hey, young fella, this is your defense. You make the calls. He's got the headset. That's how comfortable and confident they feel in him. But is he a proven commodity? No. Um, you know, he's been he's been compared to, uh, again, comparison to a, to a Luke Keekley type of dude right. where super smart, Gets to the point of contact, solid when he when, when he makes contact, can cover, can run, do all of those things. Did, he did it really well when he played for Wyoming. Um, but is he a proven commodity? No, he's not. Akeem Davis Gaither, you know, again, another young, fast, special teams, can cover, like all of these things that, that the on paper, they have the talent on paper. They have the potential, but there is zero that's proven with any of these linebackers. I agree. I agree. All right, so Trey Waynes is hurt. Uh, he does make the 53-man roster, so probably we'll be back in the, at least the first four weeks, right? Otherwise, they put him on the pup. Isn't that how that works? Pup so is four weeks. Technically speaking, they could put him on IR, and he would only have to miss three weeks. Okay. Um, that's the that's the shortest amount of time that uh, he would have had to miss. So conventional wisdom would say they expect his injury to be three weeks or less. Sure. So that being said, that leaves us with uh, Eli Apple, who was uh, thrown away by the New York Giants a couple years ago, or last yeah. year, I guess. Uh, and then uh, I can't even say the guy's name, Chidobe. A woozy. Hey, oh, I said it right. Except I missed yeah. the A. I just said a woozy. I just missed the A. Uh, oh, hey, oh, sorry. Hip hop. I like it. So, so help me out with these defensive backs. I mean, we don't have anything. We don't have anything special back there. I mean, Trey Waynes is probably the best cornerback that we have, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but um, with him, or am I so wrong? So he, so he's probably the the biggest name okay but if you are looking at a quintessential change of scenery guy that would be a for for sure like he was a he was a high second round draft pick by the dallas cowboys and just never played up to the 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 expectations oh he that's why the Bengals have him that makes more sense never <laughs> but, stepped but, up no, never played to his expectations yeah, but, hey but, come on over to cincinnati so no, no. So, but, but think of it. Think of it more like this. If you, if you're putting more of a less cynical, more, more positive spin on it, I like it's, it. it's the defense in Dallas last year was trash. Like it was the whole thing, front to back, was just trash. He battled injuries last year. There were there were high expectations put on him purely because of where he was drafted. Doesn't mean he didn't play well. Think of think of William Jackson. William Jackson had one really amazing year. Otherwise, he played okay, but because he was a first-round draft pick, everybody was like, ah, he's trash, he's terrible, nobody wants him, blah, blah, blah. If he was a third-round draft pick, you would have been perfectly fine with what William Dra- what uh, William Jackson brought to the table, right? Sure. It, th- and that's the difference. So 
You take a dude on his second contract who was a second-round draft pick who Dallas had high expectations for, who played relatively decently, like didn't have a ton of issues, comes to a new place where he wanted, where he coached well, where he fits the scheme, where he's healthy, and now you got a guy who may not necessarily be a lockdown, you know, Revis Island type of dude, but plays a solid, strong cornerback, which is fine. I don't, I, I have no problems with that. Um, the other, the other person I really like is Mike Hilton, who is the guy they signed from Pittsburgh. So one, not only do you bolster your own defensive secondary, but you weaken yes a, a rival secondary. And and you gotta mm-hmm. love bringing somebody from inside the conference because yeah. no matter what the these these teams aren't changing everything year to year so you're going right. to get a little heads up from something like that absolutely any any insight that you can get uh to your benefit i'm taking it mm-hmm. uh, but but hilton is known as one a really good cover uh slot corner but also a dude who can who tackles well and can blitz the blitz the passer um so you know you're you're adding to that that pass rush piece that okay it's not carl lawson but maybe it's sam hubbard and now you know mike hilton coming off the edge that that adds a little pop to that so uh and he and he brings he brings a a swagger and a confidence about him that you didn't necessarily have because I, look here, man, I'm coming from Pittsburgh where we win championships, where, yeah. you know, we're always at the top of the division, where we're always competing for the playoffs. Let me show you boys how to do this. Um, and, and I'm cool with that. I'm good with it. And all that being said, and we didn't even mention the hard hitting Von Bell. Yeah, I love I mean, that. He's yeah. I love Von Bell. I love Von Bell because when. When he comes up to tackle you, he's going to make the tackle, and that's something that the Bengals have been missing for years. And ever since Je- Jesse Bates is the same way. Jesse Bates, Von Bell, they go up, they wrap up, they make the tackle, and that's why I love. They don't have to be the best guys to to help deep or to do anything like that. But when they go to hit you, they hit you, and you go down. And I think that that has always been Von Bell's calling card. But the thing that I was most impressed with is this off season. He took the time to go back and look at his coverage snaps. Huh. Like he was terrible in coverage <laughs> last year. Um, and he went back and studied every single snap that he took in coverage last year and dedicated himself to becoming better in coverage. Now, clearly we'll see if that pays off when when the season opens up. But the fact that a dude has been in the league as long as he has can recognize, hey, I've still got some deficiencies that I need to work on and then spend an entire offseason working on it. Kudos to you, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. So then on the so that's the defensive side. On the offensive side of the ball, even easier to answer that initial question, better, worse, or the same, because obviously you're getting healthy Joe Burrow back. You expect to be much better for that reason alone, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. But, but, but go ahead. But the biggest question really last year was the offensive line, which is most people would say is the reason that Joe Burrow uh, did not exist after the first few weeks. 
That, so, yeah, that might be uh, your biggest question, and I'll let him answer this now. But my biggest question is so not you, the offensive you stop line. It. You stop it with Jamar Chase. I, don't I, hear I you. just mess. <laughs> it's just a joke. Right it's a joke. Look, let me tell you something about stop Jamar right Chase in his hands. Let me tell you something. I heard <laughs> this. This is something that means that comes out means a lot to me. All right. So there are certain people that talk and say things about players and the way they play. And that I listen to a little bit more. And to be honest, it's the people that don't talk usually about football things, right? So you've got Dan Horde, who's a phenomenal play-by-play guy. Dan yep. Horde doesn't talk about the X's and O's and watching people and seeing what they do. That's Dave Lapham, right? Dave Lapham does that thing. But Dave Lapham will talk everybody up. It's just who Dave is. Yep. Dan Horde was on the other day, and he said, I'm just going to let you know. As long as I have been calling Bengals games, which now is probably going on ten years, um, I have. He said I have never seen someone catch more footballs from a jugs machine before and after practice. That includes Chad Ochocinco. So to me, I'm fine with it because that dude is gonna be okay. He's gonna be. Fine. He just needs to get some game. He needs to get a game under his belt, a real game under his belt. Gets that first catch. I bet this dude doesn't drop a ball for the first four games. I'm not taking that bet. I'm um, taking it. Let, I'll but, ta- look, I, you don't want you don't want to take that, that bet because but, you know I'm right. Because you know I'm right. But, uh, I mean, now nah, if you want to give me your money, I'll take your money. But, <laughs> um, so one, let me go. Let, let's let, let's go, go ahead back let's to go the, back oh, well. to the offensive line. Yeah, let's go, go to offensive. So. Yeah, obviously, offensive line was a a slight disappointment last year. Uh, so much so, Michael Jordan is no longer on this team. Or Billy Price. Um, yeah, right. Um, but I think they, at least from a starter's standpoint, have uh, have a better offensive line today than they ran out there in Week 10 before Burrow got hurt in that Washington game. So from everything that I've seen, because I went to training camp a couple of times, um, and then everything that I've read, Jonah Williams looks like he is taking that next step. I hope so. Into, into being that elite left tackle. Um, heck, even go back, do yourself a favor, go back and watch that Washington game and watch him take on Chase, Lung, Chase Young. You didn't hear Chase Young's name in the 10 to 12 snaps that he took versus Jonah Williams. You yeah. just didn't hear it. Yeah. Which is which is a beautiful thing. Um but so Jonah Williams is coming into his own. Quentin Spain gets the opportunity to play left guard, which is his best position. Trey Hopkins, solid center. He's not he's not one of the the Pouncy brothers or, you know, Slated to be to be a Hall of Fame type of dude, but he's solid. He's consistent, um, and and he knows what he's doing. So that entire from the left side feels really strong, um, if if not at least solid to strong. You move over to the right side. You got Xavier Suofilo. We know what he is. If you put any stock at all in Pro Football Focus, he's about a fifty-five. You know. Slightly above average to average kind of right guard. Okay, fine. And then what you have at right tackle is not Bobby Hart, which is freaking fantastic. Hey, you know what? It can't. It, you literally could put 
Adam Schmidt in there and do better Ooh. than what Bobby Hart did. It would have been close. I can just tell you that right now. I mean, if you just stand there and let somebody run over you, then you did as good as Bobby Hart did. (laughs) You guys haven't seen my blocking skills. That's true. That is true. That's why I said it would be close, Adam. That's why I said it would be (laughs) close. Appreciate that. Um, But, you know, you bring in in a nine, ten-year vet in in Riley Reef who, if nothing else, gives you a, a sense of calm. He understands what's going on. He's learned the playbook. You're just not making the silly, stupid mistakes that that Bobby Hart would make. And from that standpoint alone, there's those five are really solid. Clearly, the issue and the problem becomes what happens when and if there's an injury. Um, you know, what does that look like? You got you got Fred Johnson. Um, say his name. Say his name. Say you, his got, name. you got Isaiah Prince as a as a backup. Uh, Jackson tackle. Carmen. What about Jackson yeah. Carmen, the second round so, pick that nobody yeah. understands why they is Duke Tobin lost his mind? It, can we can we get rid of Duke Tobin? I mean Billy Price, Michael Jordan, John Ross. Uh, I mean, d- d- keep going down. How many first and second rounders can he pick that don't make any sense? I don't listen. I know the kid is from Fairfield or 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 wherever he's from. Yeah, he's Fairfield yeah. kid, right? Yeah, he's Fairfield, Fairfield yeah. kid. I know he's good, but oh my gosh, I don't understand this this man who is currently in charge of figuring out our talent. All right, so I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I want you uh, to because that's usually I what I do, and I need that right now. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Jackson Carmen pool when they first did it, right? Yeah, sure. Um, Join the club. Because there, were, there were cats on the board at that point in time that I was like, ooh, yeah, let's make that move. That looks fantastic. Get it. Oh, wait, we traded down. Damn it. And then I just watched and all of those. And you got a slow games. kid. That and you right. got somebody that's slow that hardly moves their feet. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going, <laughs> Devils Advocate. <laughs> So here's the, here's here's what I'll come back to you with. That dude was the starting left tackle for a national championship and two national champ two other national championship games. You don't get to go to Clemson and play and and protect the blind side of Trevor Lawrence if you can't play football. I'm not saying you got to be all world, but what I'm saying is the kid has something there because you're you're not going to ruin <clears throat> Dabo Sweeney's shot at a national championship because your left tackle can't play. Now, you want to say he's slow and his feet don't move as fast and this, that, and the, okay, fine. Then you put him in at guard. That's exactly where you play him. Okay. You don't want him, you don't want him to get beat by a speed rush on the outside. No. You put him in the phone booth that is the, the the right guard position or the left guard position and let him just go out and maul somebody. And hope J.J. Watt doesn't stand over top of him because that's but, what but, I would but do. Even, but even still, J.J. Watt won't beat him with speed. That's, 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 if you're talking slow feet, if you're talking poor technique, fine. When we're talking just power on power. Jackson Carmen is a powerful man. Like go back and watch some of the preseason tape. That kid is pancaking people. And again, he's not great. 
right now, today, today. Sure. He's not great, but he shows you some flashes and he shows you some things that make you feel like once he gets this guard thing kind of down, I could completely and totally see at some point in time, they look at Xavier Suofilo and, you know, six games into the season and go, you're a 55 on pro football focus. I think we can bring Jackson Carmen in and he would be a 70 right now. And they make that switch. Well, I, I hope Frank Pollock can make something out of him, and I hope that that does work out. I really do hope that comes out. My thing is, like you said, there were better people on the board that the entire NFL knew about. It just doesn't make sense to me sometimes, man, what this dude does. So, so, so it's in, – in attempting to explain to make sense, it's do you take the one dude in, the, in round two or do you take – the two fourth round picks that you end up getting, which are Cam Sample and Tyler Shelvin. So now yeah, I, I, love you, Cam Sample. I, give you, I give you a package of the one dude that you wanted to play guard in the second round. Ooh, or I give you Jackson Carmen, Cam Sample, and Shelvin. What are you taking? Yeah, I mean, you take the three, you take the three guys, and hope something comes out of it. I, I, right. I agree. Look, hey, this is why this is why you're here to talk me off the ledge, brother, because you know me. Listen, over the years, I am glass, I am glass three quarters full. My glass is always full when it comes to the Bengals. It's getting harder and harder every year, bro. But, but that's why you're here. Talk me off the ledge. Yeah. But and, and so I think that's that's why you do it. It also it also opened up the opportunity. For you to take Evan Prater in the fifth round. That dude has got a cannon for a leg. It, as much as like I hate watching the, the the cat from Baltimore just kick the crap out of field goals. Like I, I hate that dude. I that's the kid really, from that's the kid from Florida stuff. State? No, from Florida. Oh, Florida. 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 Yeah. So here's and, can I ask you a question real quick while we talk while, just yeah. while we talk about kickers real quick because since you brought him up so you've yeah. got a rookie kicker and you've got another guy who is pushing for the you know they're 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 saying it's an open kickoff basically we're gonna sure. see we're probably gonna keep them both but uh, we don't know who the main guy is gonna be yet blah 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 you have a game where it's a three point game in the fourth quarter and you have an opportunity to put pressure on someone to make them make a kick. Why do you go for it on fourth and whatever it was? 18 or something. Yeah, why are you doing that when you have a chance to let a guy kick a 60-yard, 56, 58, whatever it was, yard field goal, and let's put some pressure on somebody? Two reasons. Two reasons. One. It's preseason. Nobody cares. No, 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 no. That that's no, no. But no, I disagree with that. I disagree with that because that is pressure. These guys are out there. You ask me why. I'm going to okay. tell you why. Two reasons. One, preseason. Nobody cares. We just want to go home. Number two, my kicker, who I've already decided on, there is no competition. Don't don't let them fool you. Unless the new kicker just completely fell apart. Like, he was just terrible. And uh, Austin Seibert was just heads and shoulders better, a la, you know, a few years ago when Bullock was just better, like unless that happened, 
the fifth round draft pick was going to be the kicker. Yeah, if you not draft that, a kicker, he's going to be your not kicker. Only that, he hit a 57-yard field goal earlier in the game. Right, but but not not nearly plus, as much pressure at that point. Sixty-two. So I, I, he's already going to be my kicker. Does one more kick make or break him? No. But does Is, it does it help does, him? Does Austin Seibert making this kick no. make or break him? That's fine. No, he's not going to be on the team anyway. Sit Seibert on the bench. Let McPherson or whatever his name is come out there and do his thing and walk out there and make. Make a kick that ties a game in the last second. He already did it. He he hit a fifty-seven yarder right before halftime. I'm right before good. halftime. Right before right before halftime. If he makes it, he makes it. He misses it, he misses it. He makes a kick with whatever it was, eight seconds left on the clock. I don't care if it's preseason. There's still pressure there. They manufacture this pressure in these preseason games on purpose for those reasons. And he's a young kid. Every time he gets the kick in that situation, it can only be better for his confidence. I don't think they want to go again. I don't think they want to go into overtime. That's why I said there that is first. no overtime in preseason. Though, There's no there? overtime, and I don't think there is. But like you don't, you just don't want to end in the tie. Like nobody wants to do that. No, but who cares? Like you just said, who cares? It's preseason. This is this no is mental. All right, all right. I'm done. This is obviously not going anywhere. So I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Adam Vinatieri proved you can kick into your late 60s. I think you would bring back Jim Breach, and we're fine there. So, <laughs> the offense and Jim defense. Breach's, true story, Jim Breach's son waited on my family at Hilton Head Island uh, in at a at a sports bar in Hilton Head. That's so No sad. way. Yes, Jim Breach. Yeah, I came in. We all had Bengals stuff on, and he looked exactly like Jim Breach. And he's like, yeah, hi, my name is – and he pulled – I made him pull out – I was like, I don't believe that. And it My was name is Jim, Jim Breach's son. This is, this is 12, 15 years ago, maybe. And, uh, yeah, it, it was something, something Breach. Yeah, it was Jim Breach's and, and boy. Three apples high. and uh... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, so the offense we think is going to be better. The defense we think is going to be better. So let's get to the fun part here. Same thing we did last year. If you're up for it, Andre, we'll, we'll – fly through this we don't even have to have an explanation oh man we've been here for 45 minutes man i'm sorry i know (laughs) i mean we don't have to but my bad my bad andre all i all i want is for you to lose one time andre so we can hear you sing that's it that's the bet whether you like it or not that's the bet (laughs) we are going acapella again and if i lose I'm 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 prepared to sound a little bad i'm not going to scream into the mic I'll make love to you okay. like you want me to. All right, thank and you. And I hold you tight. Hey, that's good. Wow. Sorry. That's wow. way better. But that was way better than, than what I had last year, right? I mean, that was better. That's, that, that, I mean, unequivocally. I'm a little turned on. All right, Ooh. so week one at home against Minnesota, Andre, win or loss? I'm saying win, man. Chris, who you got? That's a dub. I'm going to go win as well at Chicago in week two, Andre. I'm saying win because Andy Dahl is going to give us a present. <laughs> it, now, now have, has Chicago made the decision, right? I keep hearing Andy's the quarterback, yeah. Andy's the quarterback, Andy's the quarterback, yeah. Andy's the quarterback. Is this true? Andy's, Andy's the quarterback through the first half of the first game. <laughs> yeah. Let, let Andy mess around, throw an interception or two. Chicago's losing ten to nothing at halftime. Yeah, they're, they're bringing in Justin Fields. Justin Fields is in there quick. I say, uh, 
Man, I've never <laughs> been not good, man. I have never been I've never been a negative guy when it comes to the Bengals. But I'm feeling a bad year but this year. But they're gonna lose games. You can you can take yeah, losses. No, I'm, I'm, they're gonna take losses. I'm gonna take gonna an, I'm gonna take an, I'm gonna take an L to Chicago. Ugh. In Chicago, I'm taking an L. Loss for me as well. Wow. At Pittsburgh in week three. No. That's a loss for Andre. That's my W. I'm taking a W in Pittsburgh. W and a loss for me uh, against Jacksonville in week four at home. They better win because I'm going to that game. Nice. I got a dub on Jacksonville. That's, right, I mean, that's, come on now. That team's terrible. They, it, took them, it took them until last week to cut Tim Tebow. <laughs> I thought he was going to be – I thought he was going to lead – be second in the league in tight ends and receptions. I was wrong. Um, Thank God you didn't have your fantasy draft already. <laughs> I, hear, I hear that. <laughs> week, week five at home against Green Bay. No. L. Yep, same for me. Um, at Detroit, week six. Yes. Win? Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'll go with a win on that one. I like that game. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win any road games, but I will what? take a... Well, he's... You know they don't have Matt Stafford anymore, right? Right. <laughs> um, all right, I'll give him a win. Literally, the literally Matt Stafford is... I'm telling you guys right now, this, this is my quote of the day. Matt Stafford is the highest... Uh, the highest point scorer in fantasy football this year. Who's he playing that? for? McVay. He's playing for Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> McVay. Or whatever they are now. Is it yeah. is it LA Rams? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But Either way, McVay. that dude that dude was one of the top like six fantasy point scorers in a terrible situation, and now he's got an offense. This is going to be fun to watch with him. Agreed. All right, week seven at Baltimore. No. L. Yep. Loss. Losses all the way around at New Jersey. At New Jersey. New Jersey. The New York, the New York Jets. Might as well like, be in New Jersey. Where? <laughs> yeah, the New Jersey Jets. Uh, we win. In win. New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Right. Win. I, I call win on that as well. Win. win. Um, okay. Wait. I need a quick recap. How many wins do I have right now? One, two, three, four. You got. You're at That'll five. Be your fifth. If you're you at five. Which there. right now, okay. with where you're right. at, no, you're no, one I'm, win I'm better than last year. I'm good. Year. I'm good. Okay. Five. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Um, a lot of weeks left, bub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with a loss on that, just to be different from you guys. All right. At home against Cleveland, week nine. Hold on. Hold on. Adam, you pick first this time because I know how you're playing this game. Okay. At home against Cleveland, I am taking a loss. Uh, okay, so that makes me next. No, at home, at home, yeah, that's a dub. Win. Yep, Odell won't be playing by then. Andre, <laughs> <laughs> he will be suspended for. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's suspended or hurt or what he is, but he's gonna be out for something. <laughs> uh, I'm going lost. Lost on that one. All right, week ten's the bye. Week eleven at Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, that's a tough one. Chris, go first. I'm going with a dub on this one. Adam? I'm taking a loss. I I got five right now? Yes. I'm going to go win. Ooh, I almost marked an L just to guess. Went win. Nice. All right. All right. And then week 12, they're back at home against Pittsburgh. No. 
Loss. Yep, loss for me too. Uh, and then they have the LAC. All I think of is Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Chargers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? Uh, at home. Ooh. Making you go first this time. Uh. Loss. I'll go, I'll go first. Loss. Yeah, I'm going to say loss. All right. So uh, at home against San Francisco. I'm going with a dub. I'm going to say loss. I'm going with a loss as well. At Denver in week 15. I'm going to say win. I'm going to go with a loss in Denver. It's a little too high. The altitude. I'm blaming it on the altitude there. <laughs> Who's a quarterback in Denver right now? I have zero idea. Tim Tebow. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. John Pey- Peyton John Manning. Elway. <laughs> John Elway. <laughs> we got Tebow, Manning, and Elway so far. <laughs> I think Steve Atwater's playing. I think uh, who we got? Terrell Davis is there. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. Hold on. <laughs> so okay, so you had a win. You had a win. I right? have a win. Uh, Chris yeah, I loss, win. and I'm taking a loss there. Uh, back home against Baltimore in Week 16. Hell no, dude. The the, the, ball, the Baltimore Ravens are a extremely good football team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's no a way. Way. All right. Speaking of good football teams, Week 17 at home against Kansas City. No. Well, so this is Week thing, 17, brother. Think about this. Here's this is thing. different. What kids are you playing for? <laughs> That's true. Here's yeah. the deal, though. But Andy Reid is known for if it if it, he's got a chance to get to get the um, ultimate first. The the, 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 home field the home field advantage. He will. They will play that game. Yeah, I know. That's I'm, what I'm saying. That's I, what I said. What's Kansas City playing? For? Yeah, I'm going with an L on that one too. I think Kansas City does come out and actually plays their starters in that game, and we get the loss. Even if, uh, never mind. Yeah, if yeah, if Kansas City playing starters is definitely an L. There's no question about. It. Like it ain't even close. Hmm. All right, and then uh, last week 18, which is weird to say, at Cleveland. Dub. I'm going dub. Oh man, me and Andre might be. Oh, me and Andre might be the same. I feel like after hearing that, we might be pretty close. So what's he got him at? Andre is eight and nine. nine. Eight and nine. All right. Old sick with it. What's he got him at? Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yeah, baby. That's right. Let's go. Adam's got him at like three and. and They might have four wins. Cynical Adam. Uh, (laughs) Holy cow. Three. He wins. does have them with three wins. <laughs> three or fourteen. Worse three than last and year, and that's with that's with Joe Burrow being healthy the entire year. <laughs> you know what? I'm sticking by it. Sticking three by it. I don't think I'm going to be singing. <laughs> so so let's get this down right. How did we do this last year? First, it was it was uh, whoever was closest was the winner. They didn't have to do it right if you hit it. So right. then, after that, it came down the it came down to who got the most correct individual games, right? Correct. Right. And then they yeah. and then it came down, and that was what what went from there. That was the top right here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's it. So the winner, whoever is close. So basically, the only way I can get out of it. Oh no! No, Ed, no! No! I'm good. Ten wins, eleven. You're in the middle, Andre. That's a tough one for you, bud. You're yeah. crammed in the yeah. middle of us. It's yeah. gonna be tough. That's all right. I'm but, like, if they get, but if they get like six, seven, or eight wins, 
I'm good. He wins. If they, that's a pretty good spot to be in, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess so you're that's right. About, that's literally about where I expect them to be. Well, yeah. when they win 13 games, I'll feel safe. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, well, actually, then that means Andre wins again because Adam's only got him with three if, wins. If they so win, if, if they win 13 games, I will buy you playoff tickets, Chris. Hello. Hey, I'm in. <laughs> Let's go, brother. All right. I'm in there. You know what? I might buy that other ticket. <laughs> uh, there you go. That sounds good. Let's meet. Hey, me and Andre are going to, me and Andre are going to the playoffs, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Look. I, I mean, I know it's late. You can you can decline this offer, but our Mount Rushmore this week is cartoons. You, you I feel like you might be a guy that loved cartoons as a kid, Andre. I could be totally wrong about that. I don't know what I don't know what makes me think that, but I feel like you are a guy that uh, probably enjoyed cartoons. Do you want to give us your Mount Rushmore of cartoons? So let me let me start by saying this. Um. I am working at a job currently where I am studying not only the disease state, but drugs that treat this potential disease state. I'm studying chronic myeloid leukemia and the drugs and the side effects and the cures and all that stuff that comes with that. This is the hardest question that I've been asked this week. (laughs) I love it <laughs> because there are Without so many great question, cartoons, right? This is the hardest thing that I've had to do all week long. Like so much so that I had to send you a text message to clarify. Cause I was like, wait a minute. Are we just talking like the 30 minute kind of cartoons? Are we also talking like cartoon movies? Like, what are we doing here? And you were like, nah, man, limit yourself basically to like, after school and Saturday mornings. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. That helps a lot. No Disney, <laughs> yes. none of that stuff. Yeah. Whew. So, um, I am a dude who thoroughly enjoyed his after school and Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like, I lived for, you guys remember when school didn't start until September? Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and that first week you went to school was so super crappy but that first saturday morning like all the new cartoons came out Mm. and it was either it was either a fresh season of a cartoon that you loved and or just a brand new cartoon that was like the best saturday ever for me especially during the school year was like you went back to school for a week i hate this but but Starting at eight o'clock or nine o'clock on Saturday morning, I'm gonna get some really cool cartoons. Yep, and that's what it was all about for me. Bowl of cereal, sit down. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, this is very difficult for me. Um, I'm going to go with Ruth of one of my four being uh, some sort of configuration of. Transformers. Okay. Okay. The early uh, Transformers from the 80s and yeah, early I mean, 90s yeah. were definitely good. I loved yeah. I love yeah. that. Like yeah, uh Mike Edwards would be the, proud. Yeah. The Autobots roll out, you know, yeah. that type of, yeah, that was my that was my job. Um Batman the animated series which had uh Mark Hamill 
Yeah. As the Joker. Ooh. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Loved it. Um, Saturday mornings, uh, X-Men, the animated series. Oh, man. This was a comic. So we've got a comic book guy here, huh? You Were you a comic book guy back in the day? I, I was. Um, and then my final one has to go to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. That was definitely. Oh, that was uh, so good. And then, like, if there was any way, like, on your walk up to Mount Rushmore, if you had, like, two plaques that you had to just stop by and be like, uh, who was the other president that we didn't know about? Yeah. Uh, it would be either Voltron or Thundercats. So Voltron Voltron is one of my all-time favorite cartoons, but I didn't watch it when I was a kid. I didn't start watching. We started, me and Tony Edwards, me and, yeah. me and Mr. Tony Edwards, we started watching that on Cartoon Network when we were, like, 14 15 years old and got it super yeah. into voltron <laughs> yeah dude it's so good it's so good and then the, the, they they redid it and have one on i think it's on netflix oh really oh it's oh, so i didn't good. know that they need it's to redo dope. thundercat i love thundercats with that little that little itty bitty cat i can't remember the snarf or whatever his name yeah. was yeah. yeah that was the best yeah 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 so those would be those would be like iconic cartoons from for me i mean like you could you could very very easily go with like oh the simpsons or you know family now, guys now like, this okay. is your this is for you yeah, like, this is so, your this is yeah the, if, this, if this is me like who who andre is built on things that to this day i would either one watch again or two am super hyped about like a reimagining or a retelling of that story, those would be it for me for sure. I love it. I love it. So I'll go next, just just to throw it out there, only because uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are both are on both of ours. So I'm a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy. I loved them. I had every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle you could ever imagine as a kid, and and Casey Jones and April mm-hmm. O'Neil, the whole deal, all the action figures. I loved loved that cartoon. Um. Ah, see, I wrote Voltron as my fourth or as my fifth, so he, they're not on mine. But I, I'm with you. I walked past them on the way to Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So then I'm gonna go with. Um, after that, I'm gonna go with GI Joe. Yeah. That was huge when I was a kid. Yeah. I watched GI Joe. That was my biggest thing in the world. I had a thousand GI Joes as well because of that cartoon. Um, and then Inspector Gadget. Yeah, dude. They got another they got another off take on Netflix too that my kids love Inspector Gadget. My kids love it. Absolutely. My my boys adore it. Yes, hundred percent with you there. My nine year old is well eight. How old is he? Eight. My eight year old (laughs) loves that thing. Um and then last but not least, uh, this is gonna be some Andre that you probably you was it's a little it's a little young for you or a little yeah. A little younger than your time. I don't think you would have ever watched it but nickelodeon had a cartoon that was my all-time favorite patty mayonnaise doug funny scooter doug was my i loved doug funny doug that's a a little dude with the big nose yeah exactly he was captain underpants yeah he that's why uh yeah that's why chris liked it so much yeah same size nose. <laughs> Little guy with a big nose, man. That's the <laughs> story, hey, story yeah, of my yeah. life, brother. Story okay. of my life. <laughs> I, I I don't know that I've necessarily ever seen the episode of Doug, but 
um, I, I at least know the reference. There you go. All right, that works. Very that good. works. So that's mine. That's mine. Doug was my favorite, though. Man, you have two on – actually, you have three on yours, Chris, that I was really, really close to putting on mine, but none of them made mine. Wow, okay. Uh, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, this is this is typical Adam. Not only does he have <laughs> – I have 16 written down. 16 written down. He's got stars <laughs> next to his four, and he's got dates, like when they ran, <laughs> like the years they ran. <laughs> I think um, he's got one that says 1930 next to it. That's right, and that's number one for me is Looney Tunes, the Bugs Bunny, all the oh, the, the Looney Tunes cartoons, oh, so the good. old ones, because there are a million yeah. different reiterations and versions of those. Man, uh, that is that's really good. Definitely, definitely, I, if we were if we were going like <clears throat> if you would have said a like classic all time cartoon type stuff, then I would like Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, Scooby Doo, like sure. those things are like They're okay. Classic. Yeah. If we're if we're going straight up classic, those are the things that I will put on there. Yeah, but, and they were. I mean, I think every anything is eligible. And for me, I I still enjoy those when I see those on. Once in a while, when I'm walking through the break room at work, people have that on TV somehow. I don't know what channel it's you on. You mean but. Looney Tunes hasn't been canceled by now? Like, so oh, yeah, like, they've like all Twitter did. Yeah, they've Twitter all been canceled. Cancel yeah, Elmer Fudd had a speech impediment. Can't do that. Uh, yeah. What Porky Pig yeah. had a stutter. Can't do that. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's canceled. But Bugs Bunny's um, good because he used to dress up like a girl. That's I thought, totally I th cool now. I thought about putting Fat Albert on here, and I can't do that because that's canceled as well. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. That um, is so that good. Is body shaming, sir. Not only is it <laughs> yeah. body shaming. Well, yeah, I was yeah. actually just talking about the talking creator about, and voice of this. <laughs> he's just talking about Uncle Bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was talking about. But also body shaming. Yes, you're right. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. All we right. don't care if we ever get canceled, Andre. We're fine with that. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about us. But <laughs> So Looney Tunes, and you mentioned it, Scooby-Doo is my next one. Scooby-Doo yeah. is all-time favorite. I never was a big fan of Scooby Doo because I was always so scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm afraid of everything. I, am, I cannot watch a, a horror movie, a, a psycho thriller. I can't watch any of that stuff now. But Scooby Doo is a little bit different. I'm shaggy. Love That's it. me. I am. So shaggy. my boys, my there's also again just looking at reboots and you know reimaginings. There's a couple of newer Scooby Doo's that are out on uh, Netflix. Those joints. Are not necessarily the most kid friendly uh, things. Right? I'm like, I believe um, it. This is a little deep. Yeah, I believe it. I believe that. Like, I haven't seen them, but I haven't seen them because my kids are like me and I'll have to sleep with the lights on after watching a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no joke, man. I'm like, um, there's not enough pyrotechnics in the world for me to believe that that wasn't an actual monster. No, you pulled the mask off and said it was Jimmy. It's not Jimmy. That was a monster. Oh Andre is asking his wife to check under the bed for monsters before he goes Absolutely. to bed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I put the Jetsons on there as well. I loved the oh, Jetsons. I thought it was so kidding. cool. This dude's going straight classics. I. It, uh, three classics, and then I've got a newer one at the end. No Flintstones. I I just expect I, the Flintstones I, to be the next. Flintstones now. were really really close. I have them on there, but uh, yeah. But but anyway, the Jetsons. I was always amazed by the the stuff they thought was going to be futuristic, and you know all that kind of stuff. You you know you just tell the air what you want to eat, and it appears and stuff like that. Yeah, your um, robot brings I, it out and spits I it out. Watched the Jetsons. I don't know that I ever enjoyed 
the Jetsons to the to the point that I would be like, that is one of the best cartoons or like one of my most favorite cartoons ever. Couldn't like, agree more. I watched it. Couldn't agree because more. Because it was, you know, it was on, and I was like, okay, it's, yeah, it's cool. Like, but I don't know that I was ever like must see TV. I gotta watch the episode of Jetsons. I I loved it, um, but the whatever network it was on agreed with you guys because it was only on for like two or three seasons. I would have what? sworn it was on for a decade. That's it? It was on for like two or three seasons. Yeah. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Stanley Sprocket was only on for like two or three seasons. <laughs> Wasn't that his name? <laughs> George Jetson, you mean? Or? No, Stanley Sprocket oh, was the boss. The boss. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Spacely. Oh, Mr. Spacely. Spacely. Yeah. Spacely. Yeah, yeah, Spacely Sprockets is the Oh, yeah. there it was. I knew there was a Sprocket involved yeah, in yeah. there somehow. Right. So... <laughs> The Jetsons I put on there. Um, and then my last one, I wasn't even sure about this just because it feels like adult cartoons didn't even, didn't even almost didn't feel uh, eligible. But I, I, I watch Family Guy every single day, and it's the yeah. funniest show ever, yeah. I think. It, it, I just have to put Family Guy on there. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I can't disagree with, with that particular take. Like, Family Guy is just hilarious to me. Yeah. It's, it's irreverent. It's inappropriate. And absolutely hilarious. And not PC. Listen, I am as far yeah. away from PC as you can get, and they do a really good job of towing the line. I love oh, yeah. that. Yeah. It's been on 20 yeah. years now, and I don't think it's got – most in most cases, the writing or whatever, something falls off. I don't think it's gotten worse. I think it's still really funny. I, I've heard a lot of people say it's not as good now. I, I swear to you, I still think it's just as funny as it ever was. Does Mina Kunis still do the daughter's voice? Yeah. Does she? Yep, she doesn't yeah, bathe, yeah. apparently. But uh, I don't know if she you guys saw that. Bathe? Uh, Ashton Kutcher. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Isn't Ashton... it that she just doesn't wash her hair every day? I don't know. I thought. I think Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis decided they don't bathe and they don't bathe their kids. Okay. Anyway, it, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Looney Tunes, Scooby-Doo, Jetson's Family Guy. That's it. Good for you. Yeah. All right, yeah. Andre. It's three o'clock in the morning. We gotta let yeah, you. Know, right? <laughs> we gotta let you get to bed. You have a new. You have a new job. You gotta learn about important yeah. things this dude, that this I'll never know about. Learning and studying about some crazy stuff about so, yes. leukemia. Yeah. We gotta make sure he gets a good and night's drugs rest. Drugs to cure it. God bless America. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> There's one question no, left. Me, Adam let has. Let me let me just say this. There are some amazing. Like I don't care what anybody says about the. You know, time it took to make the uh, coronavirus vaccine and the scientists and the science behind it and like all that stuff. Put all of that crap aside for one moment. The amazing work that scientists are doing in cancer research is unreal. I mean, it is unreal. I work for a company uh, that is doing research into molecules that it targets and it eats cancer cells. Like that's, that's the job of this particular drug. We take your cells out of your body, enhance them, put them back into your body, and then they go and attack only the cancer cells. Like chemo and radiation wipes wow. out everything, right? Like it just wow. destroys everything. Good cells, bad cells, everything. Sure. It just destroys everything. We have gotten it down so specific that we can take the cells out of your body, re-engineer them, 
put them back into your body and have them destroy the cancer cells that are floating about. Like it is amazing to me what humans have come up with. And again, take all of the craziness of the COVID vaccine and all the silliness that we have experienced in this country in the last, you know, four or five years of just rampant bananas. This is amazing. Like it is, it blows me away to work for a company and work in an industry where there's this type of innovation that is saving people's lives. I don't know if there's anything that we need more than that because it seems like there's a new cancer every day. It seems like you you know a person or uh, that has it, uh, you know, a new person that has it all the time or somebody's family member. It's it's the the worst thing. We all know people that that have you know that have had cancer and and it's just it's uh i'm glad to hear that very glad to hear that it's cold chills man you you give me cold chills when you talk you need to be in sales on that stuff because that gives me cold chills (laughs) nah man it's it's amazing it is it is absolutely amazing and it makes you feel good to go to work every day you're saving lives man that's that's an awesome thing it's crazy, man. What's the it's, What's the company you're working for these days, bud? I work. I, I currently work for Bristol Myers Squibb. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and <clears throat> it's a CAR T product, so we pull out your T cells. So you have B cells and T cells. We, we pull are. out your T cells. We re-engineer those T cells to specifically target cancer cells in your body, and then we put those cells back into you, and then they go to work. And you're- it's unbelievable you grow like a third arm or anything like that or nothing like that you know what i would if i'll take if, that third arm in a heartbeat brother a give that thing to arm, me let's go that to me that's just one more thumbs up that i can give joe burrow. that's exactly right <laughs> give joe burrow heck yeah one more thumbs up one more <laughs> one more hole in his jesse bates that's jersey right. yeah you gotta cut another <laughs> hole in that thing right. oh man andre Thank you so, so very Hold much on. for being on One here. more question. Oh, yeah. One more question. <laughs> okay. No, this is the question Adam's been wanting to ask you all day. Oh. You did our Mount Rushmore with us. We appreciate that oh, more okay. than anything in the world. If yeah. you were going to if you were going to ask a question of any Mount Rushmore of any uh, topic, what would it be? What's your uh, Mount Rushmore of foods? Oh, yeah. Just general foods? Just general foods, yep. huh? Oh, that's yep. big. I mean, that's, yeah, we've done some specific uh, things, but that's we've true. We've done we specifics done... with foods, but Adam did, doesn't have a Mount Rushmore for next week, so he wanted he wanted to ask you that <laughs> so he could figure out. something out. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. Your Mount, your Mount Rushmore food. So, like, like all the time, go on Twitter, man. It'll be like. Pizza, number you know, one. You got, you got obviously, pizza, bacon, burgers, number two. Like, pizza, burgers, wings, and. See, so you're talking. You know, that sounds. Taco. See that sounds dinner though. I mean, I'm going but, like you no, gotta have bacon right, on there. Get that's what I'm saying. So make it so so make it so that it's foods in general, Just so that it's general. you literally have to think. All right, what are the four foods that I could eat anytime, all the time, that I would put up as a monument. All right. So just so you know this, I truly to this day believe there is nothing that you can add 
You can't name a food that's not better or not enhanced bacon. if I add bacon. either ranch dressing, bacon. chocolate, bacon. bacon, or cheese. You cannot name a food that is not enhanced by one of those four things. So those are my four. Name one food that's not enhanced by one of those four things. Good luck. Not going to happen. I'm not sure I want to have chocolate on my hamburger. I'm not going to lie. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you got to have it on everything, but a hamburger is enhanced with cheese or bacon. I'm a disgusting You can pig. just I'll take a chocolate one hamburger of, and whatever you One want. of those things, there's no food that's not enhanced by at least one of those things. It's not Ooh. made better. I can actually make cheese better by putting bacon in it. <laughs> think, Andre, think about that, and then we will have you on when the Bengals are Let's get to the bye week. When's the bye week? No, ten. Yeah, week ten. When's, when's the bye week? Week, week 10. ten. All right, that's ten. basically halfway through the season. You you good I'm for in. halfway through? I'm in. Sounds good, brother. All right. All right, Andre. Thank you so much. Add on, at Andre Edwards 06, we appreciate everything you do for the podcast. Every time you come on, it's amazing. And uh, friend, family, as we said before, and also an unbelievable Bengal insider. Andre Edwards, you have a great night. Get some sleep. All right, boys. We'll talk to you soon. See you. See you. All right. All right. Now it's time to do what we do after he gets off and talk about for 10 minutes how much we love Andre Edwards. It's the truth, <laughs> It man. is the truth. It's so true. That dude is <laughs> – can I tell you that if that guy had a podcast, I'd quit this podcast just to go where whenever he did it and sit in just the studio watch him, and yeah. watch? Like, can I be your light guy or something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll hold your microphone for you. He is so good. His voice is phenomenal. He's so knowledgeable. The guy is, he is one of the smartest people on so many things. He just talked about T-cells and... <laughs> B cells and R cells. When I inevitably get cancer, certainly um, I'm calling him. He's yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna. You just. You actually just heard uh, the 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 first plays on Earth. The announcement that there is a cure for cancer was on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. (laughs) I feel like there is now a cure for cancer. I feel like there's no cancers that cannot be solved now that they're taking my T cells. enhancing them and that's the only reason i thought of the word enhance when i was talking about cheese and chocolate (laughs) enhancing them and this dude is i'm telling you right now andre is an amazing he's besides the fact of all the things that we laugh about and we talk about all the time he's just an amazing person we've known him our entire lives Mm -hmm. and uh the guy's an amazing person follow him andre edwards 06 much love always Great guy. All right. And cute as a button, by the way. <laughs> I mean, he ain't got to drop a hair on his face or his head, but cute yeah. as a button. Yeah. It's all. Uh, if I was, hey, listen, it's 2021, brother. <laughs> if you're not bisexual, you're just gay. And that man right there, I'd flip the script for. <laughs> and that takes us to Nick Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Griffin, cheer up was our comedy special that we watched uh, this past week. It was a, it was from a couple of years ago. Uh, you can see it on Prime. Nick Griffin is a guy that um, I, I said last week is that we um, I've, I've heard other comedians talk about. Not He's not a, a big household name, but I've heard other comedians talk about him. As a matter of fact, this past week, since we decided to do that, I heard another comedian mention his name. Um, as somebody that like they think that he, he should be way bigger, so Chris Nick Griffin is boy. I felt 
bad for the guy, man. He's a little depressed these days. He literally said he was depressed. (laughs) He was having a tough time, but he came up with jokes, uh, an hour's worth of jokes, and uh, made a special. He did. He definitely did. Maybe that says something about how good a comedian he is. He can do that in a depression. Yes. Um, So what I want to know your take on Nick Griffin's special. So I want to know what this style of comedy is because I don't know what to call it. And we've taught, we've had people on here that do this, right? Where it's, it's slow talking and, um, you know, we have, we have people that all things always come back around storytelling, this, that, and the other, this guy had a ton of jokes. There was a ton of jokes. They came together perfectly. The jokes fluently moved in and out, but he's real, real slow, methodical and, his, you know, straight faced. I would call it. I would call it like a dry sense of humor kind of a guy. I don't know what you call <clears throat> the style of comedy that this dude does, but I enjoy it. This is the guy that you're not going to sit there and crack up laughing every once in a while. You're not just going to just start belly laughing like crazy, but you are going to giggle like a son of a gun the entire time. I was listening to this dude. I was I didn't watch it, so I didn't see a ton of it on my actual on the actual thing. I was I listened to it uh, while I was cutting the grass, right? So I didn't see a ton of him, but I heard. But just listening to it, I was giggling the whole time I was cutting the grass. Just little giggles, right? Like <clears throat> he got me. Like oh, he, yeah, dang, yeah. <laughs> but he got me, and uh, I really. I like this. In the beginning, I was like, oh, man, is this just going to be a bunch of this the whole time? And it was just yeah. a bunch of this the whole time. But it was a there was no slow parts. I enjoyed the whole I, – I can honestly say I enjoyed it from start to finish. It was I. It was good. I mean, it's, it's a whole – there's a lot in there. There's a ton of jokes. He brings a few of them back uh, into them, into each other every once in a while, and – I don't know, man. Just in general, I I really liked it, and I've got a number written down. Hold on. I'm going to write mine down. All right. Write yours down. Okay. It might be a little low. I feel like it might be low now that I just got done talking about it. But I wrote down 3.3. Okay. 3.3 it is. Man, you I just saw what you wrote down and in my head I was thinking in my head, I was like, Man, I could easily write a backwards three next to this three and give this a three point eight. I literally just thought that right beforehand. Just, just connect the snowman. Just connect the snowman. <laughs> All right. So since you saw that, I I may I gave it a three point nine. Um and I'm with you. I I just so I love he reminds me of a certain comic that I, I've never been crazy about, but is is kind of funny. Um, Lewis Black. Lewis Black is a guy that kind of did do, always does the angry thing, and and it got me. And and you may not make that connection if you didn't if you just listened to it because he did his he did jokes through gritted teeth and pointing and doing the you know tensing your whole body uh, up. See, I didn't see that. I right. just heard it. So that that might because when you said that, I'm like I did not. Uh, there's no like slow slow talk slow talk and then really yell and scream into the microphone like lewis black does yeah so he did so nick griffin did some of that but his 
it's all about comedy and good comedians for me is all about words and um i i i normally like the comedians that do that make me laugh with words and the order they put them in and all that i've talked about that a million times much more than like a physical comedy you know stand-up comic so i i loved this and i i really think he's a good joke writer and his yeah. his timing is really good his pauses and his i just he he seems like and and maybe i'm maybe this is just in my head because i i keep thinking about the comics that said that have mentioned him but he seems like a comics comic like he seems like a he doesn't seem like a guy that's gonna that would do movies or he just seems like a guy that's gonna go to comedy clubs travel the country do comedy clubs and write jokes all the time this is a guy who's writing for Conan. This is a guy that's writing for Saturday Night Live. I, I totally agree with you on that. Just a straight joke writer. Yeah, I, I think he's really good at that, and that's why I loved it. And I, I look forward to so, – so this is called Cheer Up. He talked about being depressed through the whole thing. He looked depressed. He, he did. He, he talked about – he mentioned some things that I really related to, like dating. He, he went through apparently a terrible divorce, and he's like 50 years old, or he was a couple of years ago. That was some of the best jokes in this it, whole thing. It was. It really was. And he said <laughs> – wait, hold on real quick, real quick. What do you do? What do you, how do you start a date at my age? Huh, so what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> what did you want to do? <laughs> what did you want to do? That was, I, I have that written down. I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was that was really good. Uh, the whole stuff about I can't live without you or something like that. He did a, he did a joke about that. That was really funny. Um, he, uh, d- not even part of the joke, just the the premise that it's tougher to it's more difficult to break up with someone than to be broken up with i 100 percent agree with that um and yeah I, I i really like this guy and i'm looking forward to looking at his other work to see if he really was just going through a difficult period in his life and he's not quite like that all the time nah, that's that dude he, that's the way that dude does things. Like that all the time. oh yeah I, that's that dude's that that that's who that guy is I, I'm gonna. I want to. I'm excited to to watch more of his stuff, and maybe that is, and I'm fine with that. I, I mean, I want the guy to be happy, but but uh, if, let's be if honest. Being the best mis- comics are miserable. Yeah, if being miserable <laughs> makes him a great comic, because we're all sure. miserable. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So that's it. That's what we've got. You know, my favorite part about this is what's that? I don't know that you at this moment in time have a Mount Rushmore still. I do. Oh, you do, darn it. I have a comedy special. I actually have a comedy special ready to go. Very good. And that comedy special is? Uh, Lee Sugin, The Sense Coach. Okay. It's on Netflix. Lee, L-E-E, Su-S-U-G-E-U-N. Thank you. The Sense Coach. It's on Netflix. Came out this year, 2021, I think back in July. So uh, I'm in, I'm interested to see exactly how this goes. This is a guy I've never heard of before. You know how I am about that. I like those kind of things. I feel like we do really good with these first timers, man. Yeah. I, I really like these first time these first time guys because, like we've said before, the when you get that comedy special that nobody nobody knows who you are, you've been working for a long time to get these things going. And usually your jokes are pretty uh, pretty good, so I'm excited. 
I am too. I, I, we've had a, f- uh, a few duds, but I, for the most, I think we've had definitely more good, good ones that we didn't really know ahead of time. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you on that. Good. All right. Thank you. Uh, the Mount Rushmore for next week is the Mount Rushmore of foods. Oh, you stinker pot. We've done so much food on this, and you totally took – you did exactly what you said you were going to do, Look. and you took Andre Edwards's food, just in general food. General foods. Your four – I mean, literally, cheese could be one. You've named your Mount Rushmore for next week. You've already named your – No, no, no. Those I are gotcha. – no, no, no. I'm not doing that because chocolate is not a food. Sure it is. <laughs> Your eyes just now <laughs> when you just looked at me well, you were offend- You deeply offended me. <laughs> they were slightly seductive. Sure it is. <laughs> I don't know. I felt a little I felt a little strange when you looked at me with those eyes when I, when I mentioned your chocolate may not be a food and more of a candy. Is, but candy's food, right? I have, I, have a, I have a deep affection for chocolate. I'm not putting candy. I'm just telling you right now, there will be no candy on my Mount Rushmore next okay. week. If, if, can, if, if a candy is not one of your four favorite foods? Pizza and bacon. I mean, top two. There's nothing better than those two things. Okay. So, And then here we go again. I don't think that's going to be on Is my, ranch I, dressing, is that food? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a condiment, really. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I need I need a ruling. I need itself. a ruling. You can't eat it by itself. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean okay. hold on now. Okay. Oh wait a minute. I do know people that can eat it by itself. Absolutely. And it's delicious. I love and have dressing. and have done that. And have yes. <laughs> Matter of fact, Chris has a thirty-two ounce cup in front of him. It's full of ranch dressing. It's a, that's mayonnaise. That's, ranch oh, dressing's mayonnaise. upstairs. That's gonna make me vomit. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> I've eaten mayonnaise. So here's the deal: peanut butter is that food? Uh yeah. See, uh, you're yeah, okay. Jelly is that food? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, so I eat. I used to eat uh, peanut butter, jelly, and mayonnaise sandwiches. So oh I feel like if peanut God. butter and jelly are a food, then mayonnaise should be a food. You put mayonnaise on peanut butter and jelly? Yeah, one time when we were little, and I was at Aunt Peggy's you're house. Being a silly goose. Yeah, you? Aunt Peggy. Aunt Peggy did it after I was like, "Oh, I love mayonnaise so much," and she was she like, "You want it on your PB and J?" And I was like, "Of course, I love mayonnaise." Yeah, this was back on. Like that's this is pre <laughs> before. This is back on McHenry. This yeah. is old old well, days, man. I was Aunt, a little 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 little. Aunt Peggy's canceled now. Speaking of that, training <laughs> personally. <Aunt Peggy's> <laughs> <canceled>. <laughs> Please visit training personally. I have started going back. I've been. I've, I've gone twice a week for the last three or four weeks now. I'm, good I'm, for you, I'm bud. How you feeling? I, I I feel good when I when I get done there. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's about getting there. And once you do that. You walk in that place and you feel good automatically because she she makes you feel like a million bucks when you walk in. She's always excited to see everybody that walks in there. Do I need to wear a mask when I walk in there? You don't have to. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear. As a matter of fact, you don't have to wear a mask, period. I I think you should if you're not vaccinated. Just my personal opinion. That's for your own safety. Yeah, right, right. Um, you're, You're free to wear a mask in there, not in there. I've seen people wear them in there. I don't know that I could work out with a mask. That's my whole point. I don't know that I could sure. do a workout with them. I struggle breathing now as a fat kid because I never <laughs> was a fat kid, but I struggle breathing now when I work out. So I don't know that I could do that. Here's in the a thing. gym sense. Here's the thing. She's got hours spread out so that people can come in the morning. They can come in the late afternoon. They can come in the evening. You're, you're usually not going to be in there where it's packed. It, she has a great system 
where you might go in there and there might be one person in there. There might be six people in there, but it's spread out. She's got the stations spread all throughout the gym. You're going to be safe. If, if you don't, it, she, she will accommodate whatever your needs are too. Uh, as far as physical fitness and whatever you feel about COVID or whatever, I, I honestly, you will not find a gym that is better suited for whatever you need. If Adam's going there, then, then, I, then that just tells you no matter how you feel, right. You can feel comfortable there. So are we back on the, are we going to, I had a guy, I had a guy who's a listener of the podcast, uh, usually listens on the FaceTube when we do it live, but he listens uh, uh, other places, but he wanted to know, <laughs> he wanted to know if we're ever going to go back to the commercials. Yeah. I, and Peggy actually asked me about that. Did she? Mm-hmm. All right. So we need to go back to the read. So we'll go back to the read starting this week, next week. Yeah. I'll find somebody to read for. I'm not doing. I'm not doing the massage reads anymore. I'm not doing it. I can't get through them, man. I love Green Solace. Green Solace is amazing. She, Elizabeth is, she's she's. I'm sure her hands. I say I can't even do it now. I can't do it. I can't do it. BT. I, we got to have BT come in here and talk about it. That's a, her. Her husband should be the one. I'm going to record him and just hit play. There you and go. let him do the the commercial read for it. There you go. We could do that because she rubs him down constantly. I did, oh, yeah. See, no. Once again, your what? face right there. Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> no. not what I meant. Like, it's on the. Fi- I mean, she does it on the chat snap. All he's always showing on the chat snap that it's time for a massage day. Look, massages are all. I haven't got. <laughs> I've I never had one. I haven't. No, I, haven't. I mean I've had massages, you know, in my house from okay. my wife or girlfriend or whatever, but never sure. had. Sure, the regular neck and shoulder deal. Yeah, never had a pro. Never had a pro really get in there and dig deep. Yep, yep. It, it, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, it's worth. I I haven't had one in a very long time, but I used years ago. Um, I had back problems when I was young, and now I'm much older, so I have way worse back problems. But. Uh, yeah, but I, I did get massages kind of consistently for a little while, and it's it's awesome. Were you uh, did you get them on that place on Delhi Pike? No. Remember that place on Delhi Pike? You never got them on there. Oh man, I heard they were really good. <laughs> Is that a, yeah? There yeah, there are a few places that were really good back in the day. Um, I never until I, I the never police came and yeah. shut them down <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they were um, throwing handies out. <laughs> and by that you mean. Really good massages. Uh, handfuls of mints as you walk out. Yeah, really good massages. On that note, all right. So we've got our we've got our Mount Rushmore, right? <laughs> Foods. Food. Couldn't be any better. <laughs> and uh Lee Sugin, I think that's how you say his name. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh the Sense Coach is on Netflix. Jump on the Netflix, check him out. We will be uh talking about him next week. And that's all. So that's much all we've got. so much for Andre Edwards. So till next week. Don't forget to turn your headlights on.